I'm Rory Kerr. And I'm Mark Faye. This is the podcast where two tour guides reflect on 15 years of travel to seven continents and over 120 countries. Each episode, we'll be focusing on a country from both a tour guide and a backpacker's perspective. We are no experts, but our hilarious and often bizarre stories will keep you informed on the do's, the don'ts, and the hidden melons that will surely get you excited for your next big adventure. Welcome back to Don't Miss the Bus for another week. Uh, We are jumping on the bus and rolling into France. And as always, Mark is sitting beside me. And as always, let's start the week off with one word to describe France. What comes to mind, Mark? Chaotic. Chaotic? Mm. Why? I think everywhere you go in France, it doesn't matter if it's the south of France, it doesn't matter if it's Paris, it doesn't matter if it's the north, it is just chaotic with people, tourists, cars, bicycles, chaotic. And you? Yeah, France is chaotic. Um, The south of France was the original tourist destination, um, one of the first in the the world. world. Yes, it was. Um, And there is people there everywhere, especially in the summers. Yeah. The word I would use is... Tasty. 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 I I am just gonna I'm gonna use just some some visual verbal uh, clues here. I think I'm gonna throw it out. I think you you're you're going down the food path right now. Food path, but not only just food. I, oh, I like the leaders. A, uh, the ladies. The ladies. Or the gentlemen. <laughs> no, I'm talking more about um, the wine. I like the wine too. Rory, can you? Just sit down and just shut your dot, dot, dot. You like the wine. When have I ever seen you sipping on a nice glass of Chardonnay? Nice, nice. uh, You're not a classy guy. You're not a classy guy. Nice red wine. You you are a joke. You're making me uncomfortable right now. I'm uncomfortable. And you're a classy guy, are you? Uh, Well, look, I just ooze it. Yeah? Yeah. What makes you classy? Okay, right now... For instance, just just off the top of my head, I'm looking in front of me at a shirt which is hanging up inside. We're recording from my 4x4 bedroom. Uh, There is a nice ironed pink shirt in front of me ready to wear uh, for my workplace job on Monday. What kind of... A classy guy wears a pink iron shirt. Okay, I'm looking at that same shirt, Mark. It (laughs) is hanging with one button done up on a wire clothes hanger. Uh, it's got one sleeve like <laughs> half inside out and it's like falling out over it. It's about to fall off the clothes hanger. Uh, I, I'm going to take a photo of this shirt and put it up on our website. Can I, can I adjust to it? Show, no, to show our <laughs> listeners how classy you are. Can I say our valued listeners? Let's get back to France. Um, what are some of the good Good things in France that you oh my that goodness. you love, Rory. Where do we start? Come on, let's let's be real about this. I mean, it's the most visited country in the world, and for good reason. So personally, I would say, uh, like, kind of similar to what your word to describe it, that the food there's more Michelin star restaurants, more cookbooks in the world cooked every single day in France than anywhere else in the world. The food. Literally, mate, everywhere you go, a toasted cheese sandwich tastes just like a million bucks in France. I don't know what they have in the air, what they've got in the water. The food is phenomenal. Obviously, the sights as well. 
You did mention Michelin star restaurants. Yes. Where does Michelin come from? Uh, the tyre uh, company, Michelin Tyres. Yes, they in, in are the exact same people. Are you serious? Yes. You're oh right. my god! I didn't know that. I just guessed. <laughs> <laughs> so the... I just. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm so you, clever. You're a good guess. I am a great guess. So Michelin star tires. They were the tire company. Yeah. And they wanted. There was only two thousand cars um, on the road at the time, and they wanted to promote people to buy cars. And what better way? then have um, restaurants that were out in the countryside and they gave them a Michelin star restaurant and hotels uh, to encourage people to buy cars and go out. Is that right? Yes. Holy and so moly. Michelin tyres and Michelin star restaurants, hand same, in hand. same family. When you, when you think of uh, French food, is there anything in particular that comes to your mind that is like, mamma mia? it got to be the escargot. I was oh. sceptical about it, but that garlic... Tell, tell, tell them uh, what it is. They might not escargot. know what escargot is. Escargot is uh, snails. Um, you may think, oh, disgusting. It is phenomenal. If you like butter and you like garlic and you have some fresh, uh, crusty bread, uh, you just dip it in and the snails are covered in this delicious garlicky butter. And it is phenomenal. Do you, do you, do you actually? Are you being genuine? Do you actually like escargot? Are you love serious? It. it would if oh. it's on a menu. It's the first thing. I creme brulee. So do a good creme brulee is, oh, is yeah. amazing. And what, what's 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 crucial about a good creme brulee? Like the crispy crispy Absolutely. caramel on top. Uh, and don't it burn is, it. That is is yeah. It's amazing. What about you? What's the top of the list? Top of the list for me um, is beef bourguignon. Beef bourguignon. Oh yeah. my goodness. That meat, because they slow cook it. They slow cook the beef. Yep. It, it literally falls. It, it As you're picking it up, it's fallen off the fork. It's phenomenal. I mean, you have that with some beautiful gravy and mash, and potatoes. Phenomenal. Um, the ratatouille is obviously really, really good. Uh, I'm a big, as you know, I have a big sweet sweet tooth. Yep. Um, so certainly the pastries. Holy mo... The eclairs. The chocolate eclairs. Mamma the chocolate eclairs, the crepes, um, like the, bread you said, the creme is brulee, good. the creme caramels, the bread. Yeah. Oh, the bread. Like, the, do you notice there's a big difference between having bread in the likes of France compared to the likes of Italy? Yeah. Do you see the difference? Oh, hugely, hugely. Huge. Well, well, what was the most most famous French bread? Uh, the baguette. Baguette. Yeah. French baguette. Yeah. Yeah. Any others? French bread. Um, Just say croissant. No croissant. Would you say that's French? Yes. Now you fell into the trap. (laughs) Croissants are actually originate uh, from Austria. And it was the Austrian royal family married into the French royal family. So the Habsburgs? Uh, It was, they're connected to the Habsburgs, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But uh, it was... Maria Antoinette, the story yep. is, when she came to France mm-hmm. to marry into the French, one of the Louis, um, she brought with her the croissant. Really? And that is how it became so famous yep. in France. There is different versions of yep. it, where it came from and how it got to France and why it's so symbolic with France. But yep. one of the stories is that she was a big factor in that. Do you have any any tips for the listeners about... Um, where to eat in France? Like, is there anything you'd say, hey, stay away from this sort of place? Or is there somewhere... It's good, yes. Because there's so many restaurants and we don't want we don't want our valued listeners, I mean, the best listeners on the in the in the planet listening to us right now, we don't want them going and eating 
terrible, for, you know, listening to us and so excited for French food and then have a bad experience. Uh, are there any advice you could give? I, my big advice, if you are near a tourist attraction, a big, the Eiffel Tower, oh, um, yeah. Notre Dame, any of these big, massive sites, yep. look around. There will be restaurants. There will be cafes. Yep. If you go to any of those restaurants and cafes, the food could be good. It's hit and miss, but it's going to be twice to three times more expensive. Absolutely. So go two, three streets back yep. and find some places. I remember my passengers used to, I used to warn them not to at Notre Dame. And they used to walk straight across <laughs> to a cafe and they'd sit there and pay through the roof. And the service was usually terrible. Yeah. Um, but around the corner from there, funny enough, there was this little cafe and it was like a street back or two, but you could see the top of Notre Dame and you had a nice view of it, but it, because it was a couple of streets back, it yep. was so cheap and it was beautiful, nice little quaint street and the food was amazing. Yeah. And it was just because I got away from the tourists. Was that that one with the small door where you needed to hunch your back? <laughs> Here we go punch, again. Punch, Here we go. Punch back. Uh, was was? Did you see Victor inside that particular? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's always. Mr. There. Hugo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Rory, Rory loves my. Uh, lo- you know, you know what I love the most is when I'll say a, a joke which he doesn't quite get. He's kind of following along with me, but that look of just anger, disappointment, just that I've let him down with uh, with some of my. Uh, very, very comical humour, might I add. Rory, w- would you say I'm a funny guy? Yeah, i, I got to give it to you. Yeah. You are pretty funny. Really? Yeah. I don't sometimes, get funny. So, so, sometimes it's like, where is he going with this? Yeah. We've said it in previous episodes, that little man, Mark, listen to the little man. <laughs> what the? So what, what, is, what is in the guidebooks and good and well worth doing, Mark? What yep. is... Uh, yeah, t- to be fair, Rory, France, we could be talking about for three, four hours. Let's let's be really honest so about much. this. So, so we're going to be short and sharp about this. Guidebook uh, that is, is good to do is uh, certainly in the likes of, especially Paris, obviously such a such a, uh, a well-oiled unit of a city to visit. You have to do some sort of driving tour, okay? Whether it's Paris, whether it's down in Arles, whether it's along the French Riviera, whether it's even going to Monaco, Driving is the best way to see these places because France is so big, okay? People actually forget how big France actually is. It's one of the biggest countries in Europe. So I would certainly do a driving tour of some sort. Do the hop-on, hop-off buses. However, be wary because, of course, with that many people visiting Paris, visiting the French Riviera every day, comes obviously a lot of traffic. So just also bear that in mind. But I would recommend that. I would recommend doing bike tours, hiring a bicycle, you don't have to do a tour even, forget that. Just hire a bicycle. Cycle along the Seine River, cycle along the French River, wherever it is, that's what I'd highly recommend. And certainly, I'm not, a, as you know, and I think you're the same, we're not big boat tour fans, okay? It's not really like you have to do a boat tour, but doing a boat tour around France, through Paris, I'd highly recommend it. What about yourself? Is there anything that... I, uh, we're, we're on the same wavelength with this one, Mark. Um, I'm going to get excited. I'm going to... You seem excited. I am excited. You, you're saying you're going to get excited. You are excited. Uh, I Paris, Paris, Paris. 
first time I went to Paris, a very funny story. My parents took us to Paris when we were younger and we were headed to the Eiffel Tower and mum and dad had been there and I was six years old. We were going down the Champs-Élysées and I saw McDonald's, the Golden Arches. And I did what any good six-year-old does. <laughs> and I yelled, McDonald's, McDonald's, McDonald's. My two sisters that were 11 and 14, we, had, we put it to a family vote and they chose McDonald's too. So we went to McDonald's instead of going and seeing the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> I think that, I that is... My first time in Paris. My second time I was a backpacker. I was living on shoestrings and we tried to do it cheap and I didn't like the city. After that, I was a guide in the city and we used to spend two days there and it came to life. When you study French history and you learn of the significance of Paris, how uh, that can all be brought to life by a good guide. Oh, yeah. I recommend spending around fifty dollars for a day tour around Paris. Hiring Mark Fay. Uh, uh, Hiring me. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, (laughs) (laughs) If if you're in a squeeze, (laughs) (laughs) but a good guide will bring the city to life. He'll point out things where where the Wright brothers crossed the Atlantic and landed in Paris for the first flight. He'll point out good, good, um, good King Henry, yep. who was the king that was torn between Protestant and Catholics. Yep. And at the Red Wedding on Game of Thrones was actually inspired by King Henry. It will bring to life Napoleon. Look Hitler. who's here. The mother of dragons. <laughs> it will bring to life Napoleon, Hitler, and how they dominated the city. It will bring to life the story of one of my favorite stories in Paris is... I, I think I know what you're going to say. You know what it is? The menagerie. The menagerie. What, what happened in the menagerie? You, you know what? I Tell have... our listeners what the menagerie is. Yeah. Can, before I even say that, I have been... I visited Paris a lot more than Rory. I've been doing driving tours through Paris a lot more than Rory. I've been doing it for for the good part almost of 10 years. But this story about uh, the menagerie, I I didn't know. And to be honest, I still don't really know it. And it's a really, really good one. So certainly tell our listeners. So during the Franco-Prussian War, it was Prussia actually came in and surrounded Paris. And they didn't invade Paris. They just surrounded it. And they starved out the people. Yep. That's right. And what they were finding is the people didn't have any food or anything. But there was one restaurant called Maxim's, very, very famous restaurant. Um, Inglorious Bastards, you know the movie? Yes. It was actually filmed in Maxim's. Was it? So if you're a fan of that, you go into Maxim's too. You know me with movies. I know you love your movies. (laughs) Um, But uh, they surrounded the city and Maxim's was serving big lumps of meat. And people were going there and saying, "How, how are you getting this meat? And it turns out that one of the chefs in Maxim's his oh, brother worked at the menagerie. And if you don't know what the menagerie is, it is, of course, the uh, Paris Zoo. And they were killing animals in the zoo and serving them up to people at Maxim's. Mamma mia. 
talking about movies and a good guide, yep. you can bring things to life. And there's lots of movies that are filmed in Paris. One of my favourite things, and you used to do it too on our driving tour, <laughs> we used to be going up and you head up to um, Tropicana. Tropadero. Uh, what do you call it? Tropicana. I don't know why I call it Tropicana. <laughs> well, are you having a... Are you drunk? Okay, call it Chuck Adero. Barry Manilow just So we were, we're headed out there, and you used to do it too. Do you know the movie Taken? <laughs> Red Doors. We'd be driving up this hill. Be like, anybody like the movie Taken? And everybody <laughs> loves that movie. And you go, do you know the Red Doors? And you'd point to these red doors on the left and everybody would run to that side and take photos of these red doors. And I'd pause. I'd be like, do you know the red doors? And I'd point, see those red doors? And they'd do this. And I'd be like, that's not them. It was the best line. You are mean. You know that? It was a bit of fun. You are a mean, mean guide. Hey, I wanted to tell you as well, back to, uh, you're talking about your beautiful sisters. And a big shout out to Colleen and Anya. We're, 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 we're missing you. We wish you were here with us. Avid listeners. Avid, Avid listeners. listeners. Are there, I think there are, there are, there are highest sub- subscribers. They, they listen yeah, they, the were most... the, they were there in the early days. They were there in the early days. And we want to say um, thank you for sticking with us, especially you, Colleen. Um, not sure why, especially you, but thank you. <laughs> um, but back to McDonald's. You're talking about McDonald's with your sisters. Yeah. Did you know that McDonald's on the Champs-Élysées is the most lucrative McDonald's in the world? I didn't know that. Number one. And did you know the second is the one at Disneyland? Wow. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. The Euro Disney? Euro Disney. Euro Disney. The... Go ahead. Uh, yeah, you you were are... going to say the same I think thing. We are going to say... <laughs> we, are, we, are, we are on fire today. We are just in sync. Please, you, you take this one. Euro Disney is the most visited tourist attraction... 13 million. ...in the whole of France. Indeed it is. A lot um, of people think it's the Eiffel Tower. I think it's the Louvre. Holy moly guacamole. It is seeing Elsa. It's seeing Anna. It's seeing Mufasa. Do you want to build a snowman? snowman? <laughs> yeah, I can understand. If you've got kids, it is well, well worth going. Absolutely. Um, it is a little bit outside of Paris. It is. Uh, you can get the train out you to can. it. You can, yep. Um, About 45 minutes out of Paris. But it's the only, um, it's the only Disneyland in Europe. So um, I actually, would you believe, Rory, have never been. Haven't you? And I know that surprises you. And one of our good friends, Chris, it was one of his must-sees in, in, in Europe. Have you been? I've been. When I was a kid. Okay. Uh, I was only six at the time. Yeah. Uh, we went across and we drove across Europe and we went to Euro Disney. Well well worth it. Is it? I would recommend uh, bring food in if you can. <laughs> oh, it'd be expensive. It's, it's like all of those theme parks, especially if you're going with a family. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Back to, so I mentioned the metro. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Paris Metro actually has the most stations of any metro in the world. Really? And mm. it is phenomenal to get yeah. around, not only just Paris, yeah. but getting around France and Europe. The trains are an excellent way. Yeah. Would you say the trains are reliable? Extremely. Yeah. I, um, I would say in regards to the metro in Paris in particular, I, in my personal opinion, it's the best metro in the world. That's, in my opinion. I, I would say it's up there, yep. me. I think London's Underground is probably, yep. for me, the best. Yep. Um, I haven't been to Japan. I would imagine Tokyo has a phenomenal one if you know how to use yeah, it. Yeah, it's confusing. No, I, I, like I've done so many metros in big cities. For me, Paris, number one. Can I also say a big reason, and you mentioned London, 
you're not actually having to walk as much as the likes of London. And you're never more than literally, literally, you're never more than 200 meters, 300 meters from a major tourist attraction with a metro. So the metro getting around Paris certainly is the best bet. And like you said, getting the train around France, that's also the best bet. Okay, a couple of tips with the Paris metro. Um, putting the ticket in, um, some, some of our passengers used to struggle with that. So just... It, it, it is easy once you get it, but you might just, just watch somebody. Uh, and this is another thing that I used to have to get my passengers to do. The doors close quickly. Oh, my God. You <laughs> need to just get on. There's you... no waiting around or anything. <laughs> the amount of passengers that I have seen just get chopped because of those quick doors. Like that sound. It's the scariest sound. It's you hear Because that's warning you the doors are going to close. It goes... And then boom, the doors just shut quick. So you got to be quick on and off. Rory, would you find pickpocketers on trains in in Paris? Oh, 100%. <laughs> oh my God. They Every are carriage? everywhere. Every carriage. Every carriage. Uh, sometimes the beggars, people coming up and looking for money for different things. Be careful. It was one of the warnings. Talking about pickpocketers, um, it uh, it feels like a really safe city. Yep. But um, are we talking Paris? Paris. Yeah. But at the major tourist attractions, you're going to get pickpocketers. So yep. just be very vigilant and yep. aware of that. That's a very good word there. Vigilant. Yeah. Ah, thank you. Can you describe, define the meaning of it for me, please? Vigilant, aware, uh, understand of what's going on. Uh, very good. Yeah, very we'll, good. we'll go with that. You, would, you, would you sum that up? I, I think you did pretty well. Okay. I put, you don't usually handle pressure well. You did well that time. Okay. Well done. I was... A little bit of sweat. <laughs> Back to um, what we liked. Uh, yeah. Another thing I really, really love in Paris is Mamatra. Um, did I pronounce that right? Was that good enough for you? Know, you it's, know, it's funny. A lot of people pronounce it all differently. I say Montmartre. Montmartre. You say Montmartre. Um, some people say Monies. Monies? No, I made that up. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't, I don't imagine French people calling it Monies. No, to be honest, it was only those two I heard. But yeah. I felt I needed to give it a bit, one more, and yeah. I panicked. Yeah. I panicked. Okay, look, we'll go with it. So if so you about... want to go up to Monies, yep. as we're coining on this show, um, Monies is where Sacre Coeur is, a yep. big church on top of the hill. Uh, for me, it is my favourite view of Paris. Uh, if you go there, I recommend either walk up or walk down. Yeah. And you have to start or end at Blanche, which is a train station. There's a history there. The reason you stop there is because Moulin Rouge, and you will take your photo out the front. Come of what may, I will love you. I was going to join in, and then I was like, no, you're on your own on that one. Come to my dying day. So you want to take your photo there, but you want to walk through Mamatra. Mamatra um, used to be vineyards everywhere, and there's still some vineyards yeah. um, and the big windmills. Um, but it was also the home to a lot of artists. Uh, this is where surrealism, cubism, impressionism had a big influence on all of these things in Mamatra. It is where Picasso used to live in Indeed. the artist quarters. Um, it is steep. The hill up to Sacre-Cœur is steep. Yep. Um, so just be aware. If you don't want to walk up, there is a funicular, uh, which is like a little tram. It costs about two euros, um, and you can get that up to the top. Yep. When you get at the top, 
Go through, search through Sacre Coeur, the big church. The doors will be open. Anybody can go in. Um, I also recommend some of those streets in there. It's phenomenal. There's cobblestone squares. Yeah. And you can have food um, in these cobblestone squares. And they're surrounded by artists and they're painting away. Um, I love it up there. Another thing you can do is just out the front of the church... Um, looking over Paris, there's these stairs, and there's always people selling beers on those stairs. Uh, basilica. It's a basilica. It's a basilica. I'm I, sorry. I don't want to get technical here, Rory, but you've irritated me, and I need to. I need to correct you. Okay. And a basilica is a is a lovely building. What do you think about <laughs> a basilica? Is a is a lovely building. Move on. Would you call it a church? A basilica. I would say it's a place of um of of of. Places to mourn and to pray. Um, I will let you interpret that as you would like to interpret that. So out the front on the stairs, there is people selling beers. They will sell them for a dollar. And you can sit there and just take in the views of Paris as the sun is setting. Again, watch out for pickpocketers. Um, sometimes, I don't know if you've ever seen it, sometimes there is a guy and he's an ex-professional oh, soccer yeah. player. Was he ex-professional? He's ex-professional oh. and this guy is ripped. And I'll put photos up on our page. But he climbs the light pole and he juggles a soccer ball and he's there and in the backdrop is Paris. It is spectacular. It and is. he's a busker. And it's well worth, if he's there, sit and watch him for half an hour. He yeah. is phenomenal. I think as well we need to let the listeners know, be very careful, yes, with pickpocketers. Also be very careful with people um, coming up to you and trying to get you to sign petitions, okay? Um, usually they're gypsies, so they come from probably somewhere in Eastern Europe. Um, and they will ask for your money. They will say it's going to a charity. It's not going to a charity. It's going straight into their pockets. They are as, they are probably actually worse than pickpocketers, to be honest. So it's blind theft. And um, the other thing, highly recommend any street games. Like, you know, where you got to see the ball underneath the cup and all that sort of jazz. Don't play them, okay? They're all rigged. You never will win. You think you're going to win. I had an experience myself when I first went to Paris. I was certain I was going to win. Um, I did because I never lose, but everybody else lost. You know what I mean? You won. I never lose. They gave you money. I'm a winner. Doesn't matter what they gave me or what they didn't. So what did they give you? Doesn't about? matter what they took from me or I took from them. What matters is I you won. had a good experience. I won and in that's my heart. How that's won. how I won. You won. Okay? okay, I win in everything I do. Okay, like having you as a friend. Ah, oh, it must be love, love, love. Nothing more, nothing less. Love is the best. <laughs> Okay, Mark, what is overrated? What do you see in the guidebooks that you tell our listeners don't bother with? You're going you're gonna to crucify me for what I'm about to say. Go for it. Eiffel Tower. It's on my overrated list too. Don't go up it. One, it's expensive. Two, the line to get there is just going to take you forever. Even the skip the line passes, you still need to wait in the skip the line of the line. Um, the other thing as well... Oh my god, I'm up the top of the Eiffel Tower. Oh my god, it's so beautiful. I've got these amazing photos. You're missing the most iconic building in the background. Ex- You're in it. Exactly. So I would back to Montmartre. That's where I'd be going for views. And even up the Montparnasse Tower, the big lookout yes. tower, you get much better views of Paris up that tower. The Parisian think it's an eyesore. I would it highly is, recommend it. It is an eyesore, yeah. but it's the only skyscraper in the inner city. 
Yeah. Yeah, so you get phenomenal views. Yeah. If you don't want to pay for anything like that and you just want to have a nice view of it, yeah. Trocadero oh, yeah. is is well worth it. Oh, too. well, that's the best view of, of the Eiffel Tower. Straight in front. Straight in front. It's a lot of people get wedding photos at the Trocadero. I mean, to walk from the Eiffel Tower to the Trocadero, 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I would also um, highly recommend not, and this is controversial again, I would highly recommend not to go to Nice. So you don't think it's too nice? I... Oh, my oh, God. Oh, that was one of your ones, mate. That was Boring. one of your ones. Bro, but you just can't... You just don't nail it. Pro you, you're awkward. You make me uncomfortable. You... I've never felt you, so uncomfortable. I, I make you uncomfortable. <laughs> Rory, I've never felt so uneasy with someone in my life like I do with you. You just okay, have a presence. tell us about Nice. <laughs> okay. Nice is one of the most in fact I'm I'm pretty sure it actually is the most expensive place um, next to Paris. Number one, for, that's for accommodation, that's for tourist attractions, going jet skiing, whatever you're going to do. Tell the passengers of passengers. I'm going to call them passengers, listeners. Listen, they're on the bus, like, so they're passengers. Don't miss the bus, listeners. So tell us where Nice is. So Nice is along the French Riviera. Um, there's a lot of celebrities that have lived down there, including Bono, Madonna, uh, Lance Faye. Armstrong, Mark Fate. You live down there. I haven't. Um, would you classify me a celebrity? Well, you tell us every episode you are. Because I, I think it's a fair comment to say that I'm, you know, I'm a big deal. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Check me out um, on YouTube, um, on the BBC live TV interview. Uh, no big deal. I'm famous. I, uh, I would say, so it's along the French River Earth, so the south of France. Um, the big thing, Rory, is why I say don't go to Nice, is because the beaches. Rocky. Why on earth would you want to be on a rocky beach? I'll tell you where I you can go. I, I you can go somewhere it. 45 minutes up the road, and it's very famous. You've heard of it. We all know it. Cannes, very famous for the film festival. Get on a train, skip going down to Nice, go to Cannes, stay in, in somewhere down in that region that's not Nice, that has sandy beaches, less tourists, cheaper, more authentic. I would highly recommend that. So Nice, not a fan of. I agree with you. The other big thing is a lot of the good beaches have um, you have to pay to get on. Oh, is that not is that not daylight robbery? I don't get that. Is that not daylight robbery? Do not understand it. They're paying you're paying to sit on a rocky beach. Yeah, and then they've got these jellyfish. Sometimes we were watching it when we were backpacking, and there was this boat going up and down yep. with this big net on the front. We're like, "What is that?" Yeah, and we got in, didn't wait for the boat, and we yep. were the only ones in the water. We started getting stung, and we're like, "Oh, jeez!" Yep. And we got out, and then this boat went by, and everybody gets into the water, and it was clearing out the jellyfish. Really? Yeah. Do would you say the water? Like, do you think the water's clean to swim in? Oh, I think it's clean enough. It's clean enough. It's clean a very enough. good way of saying it. Because if you... I mean, here's the thing. The postcards are going to make the French Riviera and Paris and these places look spectacular. Be warned, as beautiful as they are, there is a lot that's not beautiful with them. You know, the graffiti, the obviously the, the negative negativity with pickpocketing and all that sort of jazz. Just bear in mind, it's not as romantic and as beautiful as you think. And you think you're going to go to Paris, fall in love, go on the, all these dates... I mean, I've been to Paris that many times. I've been to France that many times. I've never had a good date, Rory. Is there somebody you can introduce me to finally where I can have a good date in France? And uh, no, you... I, I. How many dates have you been on? Uh, in in France? Yeah. Nah, 
two. <laughs> <laughs> and they were both flops. I, uh, well, I, I, I thought the city of love being Paris, I just thought the air and the oxygen would take over and I would become uh, very romantic and entwined with my um, date partner. Um, but uh, that didn't happen. Still single. Still single. Everybody out there. Hello, ladies. Should I put my um? Should I put a link to my Facebook for the single ladies that want to? I, I, look, I um, I didn't want this to be that sort of podcast. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll let them find you on your own. You are a big superstar. As big you celebrity. Tell us, so. Big celebrity. Yeah. Um, one little thing about uh that we have missed is the Louvre. A lot of people want to go to the Louvre. What do they want to see in the Louvre? I believe they want to see a painting by the name of Mona Lisa. That's all they want to see. Correct. All they want to see is that. Correct. Uh, The lines into it are phenomenally long. Um, There is a secret line. It's near Arc de Carousel. Yep. um, Just across from the main line. There's uh, stairs down to it. uh, A lot shorter. Yep. Um, So if you are and you really want to go in and see the Mona Lisa... Well, um, Rory, would you recommend going to the Louvre? Because, okay, the six million or whatever people that visit it every single year. Would you say, hey, you go to Paris, you want to go to an art museum? Would you say the Louvre is the one to go to, or is there like, would you recommend any any others? Or in Paris, yeah, uh, there there is lots of museums. Oh. I I. What's the one across? Musée d'Orsay. Museum d'Orsay. Musée d'Orsay. Yes, yeah. line a quarter of the length. Um, I mean, Rory and I, we're not big art connoisseurs or big fans, but certainly that would, I think, be a big recommendation. There's also it's, the Modern Art Museum. Yeah, the Mo... What do they call it? M.O. It's, modern... It's like a... It's a big uh, box and it's got all its pipes on the outside yeah, and it's yeah, very yeah, colourful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Is that the George Pompidou? That, no. Anyway, yeah. I would, I would recommend those yes. before going to... I would recommend to go to the front of the Louvre and walk through the Tulleries. One thing we used to do is walk through the Tulleries. Um, it, I love the Tulleries. Yep. I, I think they're great. The garden's out the front. Yeah. Um, well recommend that. Yeah, I agree. Um, so we have gone through things that probably give a miss. Anything in France as a whole? We've talked a lot about um, Paris. Yeah. That are undiscovered things that people... Yeah might miss or are not in the guidebook just, just some recommendation look i would i would look this may be in the guidebook maybe not but something which is highly recommended one of the biggest parts in our history in our modern history the last hundred or so years is of course world war Two. and if you don't know or you haven't heard about the d-day landings at dunkirk where literally overnight a couple of hundred thousand british french basically went over the water in a surprise attack against the Germans that had control of France in a surprise attack, which basically put France, England back in the positive line for World War II. So they started winning the war. I would go to Dunkirk. I would do a tour up in Normandy, the top of France, and learn about the rich history. Rory, why are you smiling and looking? Are you waiting for me to give more information about World War II? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I am smiling at you. I'm I'm interested, yeah. Mark. Mark uh, doesn't like to read books, no. and he loves watching movies. Yes. Um, did you get any of your information about Dunkirk from the blockbuster movie? 
called Dunkirk? Uh, every single bit of the dialogue I just said was from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great movie. And uh, yeah, definitely recommend that. I would also recommend, and I know you said get away from Paris, but you're going to... Paris like, is Paris. Paris is Paris. Right, you can't go to France and not go to Paris. And I, I've been to Paris a hundred times, quite literally, and I still love Paris. I would highly recommend do a sewerage tour. That is Paris. great. Yes, really, really good recommendations yep. from it. Yeah, you can learn a little bit about sort of the underground, um, yeah, all the piping systems and things that go all, like the amount of engineering and architecture that goes into that sewage system underneath Paris. You can do a tour. It smells phenomenal down there. You're going to have a ball. Uh, the aromas just just, just reek of beauty. Tasty. It's, you can taste it in the air. Yeah. Um, I would highly recommend doing that. And I know that sounds silly or whatever. It is, it's one of those unique experiences unique. you're not going and to get in other cities. No, and they, you don't, it's not in the guidebooks. I can tell you that much. They're not saying do a, do a toilet tour of Paris. No. Do you know what I mean? But the history down there. Yep. It was, I think it was Napoleon III. It was one of Napoleon's like yep. relatives that invested huge amounts yep. of money into Paris to widen the streets yep. and upgrade the sewerage. Yep. Um, and it made it into the city that it was today. And a lot of other cities around the world have followed that type of architecture because yeah. they saw the success yeah. that Paris had because of it. I, I, I certainly as well, Rory, I would say the chateaus in, in France, there are so many of them. Literally, there's hundreds, if not thousands of chateaus, quite literally. Some are big, some are small, some are grand, some are not so grand. I would try to literally look for the off the beaten path ones. There's plenty of them. Literally every town just about has a chateau. I would strongly recommend that. Um, I would also recommend wherever you're going, whether you're going to Pont de Garde, the big aqueduct bridge down the south of France, whether you're going to Cannes, whether you're going to Paris, whatever the case is, go to the supermarket. Plenty yep. of supermarkets around the place. Grab yourself a baguette, grab yourself some eclairs, grab yourself an orange juice, whatever you want to grab, some croissants. Get yourself a little picnic and find yourself a spot along the water, anywhere along the water. Take in the beauty. Yep. Forget the lines, forget the museums, forget the rush and, 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 and crazy dash of going here, going there, everywhere. Just chill out. Yeah. France is one of the most beautiful places when you take a breath and you enjoy it for what it is. And the people, I look, when people think of French people, I know what comes to their mind. Rude, arrogant. I personally think they're some of the most lovely people on the planet. So embrace the culture, embrace the people. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Um one of the best experiences I've had in Paris was actually when I was backpacking and had no money. Was we, that with me? No, this was when you were usually still you're ba- living in Perth, <laughs> working with mummy on your AFL career. <laughs> uh, but I was there and we had no money and we went to the shops and bought a baguette and salami and cheese and a couple of bottles of cheap wine. And we went down to the front of the Eiffel Tower and we sat there and made a little picnic and there was lots of people out in the park and we had a hacky sack. Ooh! And the hacky sack ended up bringing like a big group of people in and everybody was playing hacky sack together and then we started sharing our wine and it was was an awesome experience. Yeah. So I highly recommend that. I think it's a great suggestion. Um... 
Another another little story I've got for you. One of my <laughs> passengers actually in Africa, when he was backpacking through uh, Paris, mm-hmm. he had no money. So he went to the shop while well, he spent the last of his money on baguettes. He okay. bought them for a euro or two and he had a beret and he went out <laughs> the front of the Eiffel Tower and he started selling them for about five or ten euros Ooh, a baguette. Cheeky and little business venture. It was. And little he, naughty monkey. He made a lot of money out what of it. What a little scallywag. He one it to the baguette and yep. the beret and taking photos out the front and he made lots of the money uh, of just selling breadsticks. Did you know it's considered bad luck eating a baguette upside down? I didn't know that. Yeah. Why? Do you know luck. why? I don't know the reason, but you won't see a French person ever turning a baguette upside down and munching on it. Yeah. You won't see that at all. Mm. Um, Did you, talking about buskers and stuff, yeah. uh, you'll come across it in Paris quite a lot. A lot Indeed. of people selling uh, knickknacks and yes. little things. Yes. Um, a lot of them seem to be illegal. Yes. Um, so just be careful. They're, they're fine to buy things off, but yeah. just you can barter on a price yeah. and just be a little bit careful. But you are fine to buy things off them. Yes. Yeah. No, that's that's some, that's some really good tips. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd say? Any other undiscovered? tips? Undiscovered? Well, yeah, yeah. Un- uh, well, undiscovered, I'll keep on going with that. For me, um, we used to go to on our tours a lot of the time to a place called Bone. It's in the Burgundy region. You love bone. I actually love it. And especially, I I loved it every day. But my favorite was when it was market day. I think there's two days a week. Wednesday and Sunday. uh, Wednesday and Sunday. Thanks for that. In the Burgundy region, it is the home of Burgundy wine. Yes. Um, so you can go down to cellars yes, you can. and have wine tastings. Yes, you can. But on market day, the produce and the cobblestone streets, for me, it is quintessential French countryside, fresh produce, wine. Uh, I love it. Back on the wine again. Tasty. The the wine connoisseur and Rory's back. We missed him for a we missed him for a few minutes, but he's back. The classy wine connoisseur. We're going with wine. <laughs> Tasty. <laughs> no, I think that is a brilliant and I loved how you talked about the cellars underneath. Because a lot of people would actually be walking past, not realise right underneath their feet, they can do a nice it's not even a tour. You just go down there. You kind of do your own tour. Yeah, exactly. And no. you wander through the streets and there's usually musicians playing music and, yep. and you sit out. You can yep. sit out on the streets and have wine. Yep. It is, it's it's nice. Great recommendation. And the best thing about it is if you're going from Paris down to Switzerland yep. or heading south, um, yep. it is on the way. So a great place to have lunch yes. along the way. No, good recommendation. Now, the south of France... Uh, is there anything you can recommend down there? Uh, Avignon, yeah. Pont de Gart, yeah. anything that jumps out? Yeah, there's a few things. Um, did you know, Rory, that the popes have not always lived in front in in Rome in the Vatican City? No, tell us. So there was corruption. I think it was 1354, if my memory serves me correctly. Oh wait, I'm a genius. It does serve me correctly. 1354. Um, there was a lot of corruption going on in Rome in the Vatican. So the popes had to flee. They had to get out of Rome. They needed somewhere close. They needed somewhere that had a palace already set up, like of, kind of like St. Peter's of Vatican. And they actually lived in Avignon. Seven popes lived in Avignon. So for a small period in history, the popes didn't always live in Vatican City. 
So there's a Pope's Palace you can visit in Avignon where they live, the seven popes. Recommend that. 40 minutes up the road, maybe less. There's what you just said, the beautiful Roman aqueduct bridge. It's on the back of the five euro note. It's Pont de Garde. You go down, bring yourself a picnic, have a swim along the water there. It's absolutely phenomenal. So Pont de Garde is spectacular. Whilst we're going down the south, I would recommend when you're in Cairns, when you're in Nice, that sort of French Riviera area, I would highly recommend do a day trip to Monaco. Cross the road. So Monaco is well, its own. It. Yeah, Monaco is its own principality, like its own yeah. country. Yeah. Um, it is obviously is for the rich, the famous that live there. You know, in regards to taxes, they don't exist. So you have a lot of sports stars, athletes all live there, high business people. Um, it's the one of the richest countries in the world. But do a day trip there. Don't stay there. Stay in the likes of Cairns. Do a day trip. Go check out Monaco. Check out the Formula One. Check, check out the Formula One track. Check out where James Bond films. Casinos. Casinos. Yeah. And then get out because it is expensive. Yeah. It's good. A good. And I would strongly recommend do that. Um, is there anything you would? Just a couple of little tips. Yep. I think uh, you've summed it up. Um, if all through France, all through Europe, especially in big cities like Paris, don't expect the rooms to be big. Oh, good one. Especially oh, if you're coming yes. from North America. Yes. Uh, especially yes. Uh, guests from North America struggle with the size of the rooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, in places like Paris, they're all going to be small. Mm-hmm. Um, they're expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, space is at a premium. Mm-hmm. Air conditioning, mm-hmm. you might not get that in all of the rooms. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for um, like a chain uh, hotel that is going to be a reasonable price, mm-hmm. down and out in the business district near La Grand Arch, um, there is a train straight out there, but you will get your uh, Holiday Inns, um, Ibis... In Paris. Oh, in Paris, okay. Le Grand Arch, it's yep. the... Yep. Um, so, they are reliable. They're the same the world over. Yep. That is pretty central to yep. all of the major sites. You can get on to the metro pretty easy from there. So, I would recommend looking in that area. Yeah. If you're looking for somewhere to stay in Paris. Yeah. Um, and for me, Moulin Rouge. Yeah. It, it can be late it can be overpriced. If you've got your heart set on going to the Moulin Rouge, go to the Moulin Rouge. Yeah. If you just want to see a cabaret show, there is other options there's in six. the area. Yeah, there's And six. what's your recommendation? Which do you think... Cabaret? Yeah. Oh, cabaret. Um, I actually personally believe the Moulin Rouge is the bee's knees. I think it's the best. Okay? It's the most expensive. It's about $100 to go to the Moulin Rouge, while the other ones are sort of 60, 70 euros. I think... It's well worth the investment. The extra 30, 40 euros go. It's the Royals Royce. It, for me, is the best cabaret. The second best cabaret in Paris is one called La Nouvelle, which is literally a two-minute walk from Moulin Rouge. There's another one called Paradis Latin, which, in my opinion, is the the worst out of all of them. There's also um, one on the Champs-Élysées, which is pretty good. It's called Lido. Um, yeah, I, I I would strongly say Moulin Rouge. It's the bee's knees. Go there. Even if you just cabaret show. For me, Moulin Rouge, I was like, it's it's good, but yeah. it wasn't... Spectacular. Yeah, I, I was happy with the other cabaret shows. Really? I can't okay. remember which you know, one I went to, but I was like, yeah, I would go to this. You, if I'm just looking for a cabaret show, I'm yeah. like... Uh, you know what? Each to their own. I, I hear different feedback from all different people 
So um, I will say though, Rory, when I first went to Paris, um, when I saw the cabaret, it blew my mind. Like it was phenomenal. The lights, the costumes, the sound. You know me. You know I like that kind of stuff. I I love theatre. I like. I. Do you know what? If I was better looking, more talented in a in the next life, I'd be an actor because I love that sort of stuff. Being on stage. Oh my god! Did you see him in the dance uh, poll last night? Oh, I saw you on it. I was rocking. It was so sweaty. Keyword was if you were better looking and more talented. <laughs> it was terrible. Oh, too harsh. Too harsh. Um, it is that time of the week uh, to give our melon rating. It did. And as usual, it will be a grand total of four melons. Not five, not three. It four. is four. Yep. Because we love our melons. We, well, one of us does. It's watermelon. Sugar. Hi. <laughs> Glory. Watermelon sugar. Hi. Watermelon sugar. Hi. That is right. Okay, Mark, out of four... What do you give the people of France? Oh, the people of France, the French citizens, I would probably, I'm going to give them a, I'm going to give them a two and a half melons. Two and a half. I think that's a fair rating. Yeah. A fair rating. Yeah. What would you give um, entertainment? So adventure, museums, things to do. You, I mean, you have to be pushing on four, but still, no, not quite Ooh. there. Not quite. Because there's so much to do, so much to see. I would give it three and a half melons. I I will give it a three melons, I okay. think. Fair enough. I, I don't think it's quite a four. Yeah. Um as it's no Tanzania. It's just <laughs> just putting it out there. You are a joke. Um the cuisine, the food, how many melons? Come on. Yeah, we we both know we're given we're both given full marks to this. It is. You can't you can't knock the French food. So certainly if you could give it six melons, I would. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, absolutely, and, and I think we're both in agreement. I am. One. I am with you on that one. It is definitely a four melon uh, type of place. Can I also tell you? You were talking about food before in escargot. Yep. Did you know the average French citizen eats five hundred snails a year? No. Absolutely. Wow, that yep. is. You know what? While we're on fun facts, did you know it's an it's an illegal, it's a criminal offence to name your pig, your pet pig, Napoleon. Really? It's a criminal offence. Did you know, Rory? Did you know that in France there is a Victor Hugo Street, sorry, in Paris, on just about every district? So you know how there's arrondissements, first, yep. second, third, fourth? There's a Victor Hugo Street just about on every arrondissement. I didn't know that. Well, did you know, while we're on facts, yes. um, before we finish our melon rating, that in Paris, when you park your car, you are meant to keep your handbrake yes. off. Do you know why? I do know why. Because space is such oh, a premium. Yes. Yes. And uh, you look at the bumpers in Paris. They're all sort of yep. got dings on them. Yep. Because people bump your car forward and bump it back to get out, to get out and yep. to get into the space. Yes. And finally, value for money. France, how many melons would you give it? Val- that's a really good one, Rory. Value for money. Here, th- this is where France, I love you, but I'm going to put you down a few marks because it's an expensive place. I would give it two melons. Two melons. I'd give it a melon and a half. Wow. Yeah. 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 It's, it is an expensive. You have to have money. You have to have money. Yep. And it's very hard to do on a budget. Do you, do you, you want some do. money? i got plenty. I would love some money. Yes. Well, i got to go back to my modeling agency and get my last check. Okay. Well... Yes. 
We are going to leave you there, and I'm going to collect some money off Mark. Yes, I have to go. Um, um, but jump on our bus next week. It's sort of like the magic school bus. Um, and you, you might never know where we're going to go next Mrs. week. Mrs. Tingle, where Mrs. is she? Mrs. Tingle, the magic school bus. <laughs> um, so we will see you next week. As always, tune in for some pictures, and we will see you for next week's episode.